Good day everyone, this is Indie Mixtape. We give you a monthly playlist of indie games. I'm your host Monty, here joined by my precious co-host Caitlin. Hi Caitlin. Hello. Hi, how's it going? It's it's going. We're at a weird moment in time right now. Yeah, it doesn't feel real. It feels like we're currently like in a Netflix series and like I I feel like something might bad happen, but that's because of all the TV shows I watch. But <laughs> hopefully things blow over like easily and you know, we've been in pandemics before. We we were able to get through it. Yeah, it'll be okay eventually. Um it's just real wild and shitty right now, but yeah yeah hopefully my ass gets to work from home soon yeah i hope so too i get to work from home starting tomorrow and i am going oh wait no i have a meeting at 9 a.m so i have to wear pants yeah 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 i never want to risk me just like getting up for something and someone seeing my whole ass i'm not gonna do that um that's fair that's super fair (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We played a game this month called Duck Soup Dungeon, and it was very cute. Yeah, I believe what I told you earlier today was it quote-unquote fucks. It's so good. It's so (laughs) fun. It's really good. Um, So Duck Soup Dungeon is, shocker, a dungeon crawler. (laughs) Um, And you play as these little animals. Uh, and you get a chicken that can fight as the opener, and then you have to get gold in the dungeon to unlock the other ones. And there's mm-hmm. a pig, and there is a bug, and there is a rat. Um, I the got. Pig, what'd you get? I got the pig and the bug so far. I got the chick. So we all get the chicken. I so I went and got the rat first because he was the most expensive. Oh, that's so I thought, smart. Yeah, because I, I got him because I was like, okay, maybe he'll make my life easier. I just get to go through the game. No, he's kind of hard because it's like so he throws a bone and it's like a boomerang. Oh, so yeah, it'll go like in corners of the places, but after like I think a two seconds, it goes on cooldown. It goes really slow, and if you don't get it back, you have to wait I think like three seconds before it reappears in your arm. So I don't know if it's like some harm mode shit, but yeah, it's definitely like a like a. I feel like as you go up, you have to like have more and more of a strategy with them. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like you told me that you really liked the pig, so I got the pig, and I was like, okay, like I think I still like the chicken better, just like personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got the bug, and I was like, oh, holy shit. So I didn't get the bug. So what was up with the bug? So the bug, um, I guess to kind of contextualize this further, right? So the only commands that you really have are like directional and then you can jump and you can do an attack. Oh, okay. Um, and so like, and that's, I mean, that's for all of them basically. But so mm-hmm. the, the bug's attack is um, it spawns, because it's called the swarm bug. So it spawns a bunch of teeny little ant looking bugs and they fight for you. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so the bug doesn't actually do any fighting itself, um, and it's kind of hard because if you get into, like, a situation where there are enemies next to you, like, you can kind of be fucked if you don't have some space. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. you can like hang over a ledge and just like rain little murder bugs down onto enemies. Oh, um, nice! And that fucking rules. I definitely got the farthest with the bug. Like I got to like floor six or something mm-hmm. with the bug, and I think I leveled up like five times. Nice. Um, yeah, the bug fucking whips, dude. Um, (laughs) dude my favorite was the pig so they all have like names and i guess it kind of like says like what they do so like the chicken's a slasher chicken he just slashes yeah he Um, he just fight the roller pig is yeah so the roller pig's the pig and he just like rolls around i think he's like either in a shell or in a backpack i I want a backpack i want to visualize a backpack because i think that's really cute I think um, it's a backpack. And then there's swarm bug, and yeah, like you just told me, like swarms, like little ants, and then rat bone, which has like a boomerang bone. Um, I did the pig, and I really liked him because he was really easy to navigate. It made the game so much easier for me. So basically, you just kind of like tumble into like a sonic wheel tumble, and you're able to like knock out enemies and also just hold down like little attack button, and you're still on that roll. And I, like, got way too fixated and, like, super (laughs) hyper-focused for, like, I think a couple hours. And I got up to, like, level 26. Holy shit, Monty. Yeah. Dude, no, when you, like, get into, like, a little, like, crevice and there's, like, just, like, ten of them waiting for you, it, like, feels so good to just attack them all and you're just, like, leveling up. It becomes, like, really easy. So that was, like, my strategy was just getting, like, a whole bunch together. And, like, rolling through them. It was really fun. The art style, I... Would would it be, like, 16-bit or, like, 8-bit? I... I, Maybe. I'm dumb and I don't know. I'm Uh, gonna say 16-bit because, like, there's a lot of um, shadows and, like, really detailed. Yeah, it's really good-looking. It's pixel art at any rate. And it's, um... Since it's in a dungeon, it's all, like green and black and gray um it's very cool yeah and and like the only space that you see is like the little flashlight yeah you just have like a little light around you um and everything else is kind of dark i also really really dig the music oh it was cute yeah i know there was one that was like getting me kind of sweaty but that would like made me want to go into more dungeons to get rid of that fucking music (laughs) <laughs> but it was good. It wasn't bad. It was just like I can't I can't do this right now. I feel like I'm gonna die. But it was yeah, yeah it was really cool. Yeah, I think it just like it's simple and there's only I think like two or three tracks, at least in the part that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um you definitely got farther in than I did. Um but I thought it did like a really good job of setting the mood and also like it changes when there's enemies around and stuff. Um mm-hmm. and it's just fucking good. This game is just, like, very simple, but if you dig dungeon crawlers and, like, platformers and shit, it's, like, very, very cute and fun for that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I really liked it. Um, it also, I, I definitely want to point out, um, each time, like, if you die for whatever reason, each level is different. You're never playing, like, well, for me, I never played the same level, because I died a whole bunch mm-hmm. of times. Yeah, it's, like, proc gen, I'm pretty sure. Cool. So I guess there's, like, a big, like, replay factor to that, and, like, I paid very little for this game, and, like, it's definitely worth more with, like, how much hours you can play into it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I really liked it. I'm glad that you liked it, because this is, I think, my first time choosing a game. Yeah. And I was just like, this game looks cute, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, that's Duck Soup Dungeon. Um, the people who made this game are Richard Lems. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, R-I-L-E-M twit. And also he has a Patreon which is patreon.com slash R-I-E-R-I-L-E-M. And also with, like, his uh, co-founder, which is Diana DeWild. You can follow her at Z-I-R-Y-F on twitter.com also. Oh, yeah. We'll link it in the show notes, too. Yeah, I'm happy you liked that game, Caitlin. It was fun. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I probably won't spend, like, a ton more time with it just because, you know, we got shit to do. But yeah, we're busy I, people. Yeah, but I did really, really enjoy it, so. Yeah, it was fun. It's definitely, like, a game I would, like, definitely put in front of, like, for me, this is, like, personal stuff. Like, if I would put, like, in front of a child, because I'm always around children, like, back at home, <laughs> like, play this, and then, like, they will never, like, stop having fun. They'll be on that screen for, yeah. like, hours. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, the only thing I feel like what would make this game better is if it had, like, controller support. Oh, for sure. For sure. I wanted to play it on my controller so bad, but I couldn't. I tried to, just to see, and you can't. And I was bummed, but... Yeah, we gotta stick to the arrow keys and the DF. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it was was really cool. Yeah, are you ready to talk about the games that we have, like, this month? I sure am. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm really getting into mobile gaming. Apple Arcade truly is the plug, Caitlin. <laughs> All it's, right, tell me. Tell me about it. It's so good. All right. So, first game I played when I first downloaded um, Apple Arcade, it suggested me uh, Takeshi and Hiroshi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. This game looks really cute. Um, when you first, like, try to download it on, like, Apple Arcade, um, you see that it's kind of, like, mixed in with, like, claymation cutscenes, um, as well as, like, kind of, like, a 2D, like, side-scroller, um, when you actually get in battle, and I can explain more of that in a bit. So, you play as, like, Takeshi, and you have a little brother named Hiroshi, and basically Takeshi's trying to make video games on his iPad. Uh-huh. And his brother Hiroshi, like, really wants to fucking play these games. He's, like, guilting Takeshi, like, I, I really want to play. You really think I can't play? It's almost bedtime. Damn, I really wanted to play. Like, <laughs> pushing it onto... So, he's like, okay, I guess. So, he gives him an iPad and, like, gets the kid to play the game. But he's, uh-huh. like, controlling the enemies for the kid. Oh, and okay. each time this happens, like, each time, like, you give, like um the tester to a person um that's where like the battle modes come in Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a puzzle game so you are a knight who's battling these monsters Mm -hmm. and you have to keep like a level of happiness for Takeshi to beat the level so Mm -hmm. let's say I have only three lives um and if those goes down before I hit like a level of like Takeshi's happiness it like fucks it up um also they have like a certain number of like rounds that we have to hit so like i think the first round was like 
three rounds of enemies and you have to hit like a hundred percent of like Takeshi's happiness with the levels. Um, ways that it can fuck it up is like you either die early or if you don't hit like um sorry, not Takeshi's Hiroshi's um happy meter, um, you have to start over. You have to hit that one hundred percent. And the way that you can do that is always mixing like your enemies together because you get to pick the enemies you can fight. And the way that I go is like, okay, I'm just going to pick all the easy enemies. That's going to be fine. But then it becomes really boring for Hiroshi. Uh-huh. And his happy meter goes down. He's like, oh, that was kind of boring. I didn't like that. So now he's like at 25%. And I was like at 75% before. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Yeah. So it becomes really hard because I don't have enough fucking power and I have to level up. And it's a whole bunch. But the story is really sweet. So as, like, the story continues without spoiling it too much, um, like, Hiroshi has, like, lung issues. I think he has asthma. Mm-hmm. And he actually has to go to the hospital for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, of course, Takeshi's, like, super worried. And he's trying to perfect this game for his little brother so he can play and have more fun with it. It's, like, very, very, like nice heartfelt game i finished it and really liked it it was hard as shit because i'm not good at puzzles but i was like this was (laughs) worth it especially with like obviously like what's going on like in personal stuff right now i was like this is nice i like this that's yeah that's good hell yeah yeah so um takeshi and hiroshi i can get that out there we go so takeshi and hiroshi it's a made by oink games incorporated and you can get it at the App Store now. Um, how much it costs normally, I believe, is around, like, ten bucks. But, like, Apple Arcade is five bucks a month, and that's how I got it. And it's uh, worth every penny. It's so good. Oh, yeah. They should hire you to sell Apple Arcade, Monty. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm just, like, such a fiend. I'm like, bro, this shit's so good. Download it. You have to. It's, uh, it's me with everyone right now. But, yeah. <laughs> You gotta. <laughs> but would you play? What you gotta uh, show me? Okay, so I have a little game that, um, disclaimer, this is another month of all of Caitlin's games are games that they received code for. Um, just so we get that out of the way. Uh, but I played a game called Ministry of Broadcast which mm-hmm. is by <laughs> Ministry of Podcast Studios. Nice. Um, and it's a pixel art platformer, um, and it is set in kind of, like, the devs are, like, I can't remember if they're Russian or if they're um, Ukrainian, but I'm sorry. But they're, they're from somewhere in there, that, and they, like, have experience with, like, the whole Iron Curtain kind of situation um, and, like, the history of that. So this is, like, a dystopian world or at least country where people are separated from their families by this huge wall and the only way to um, be reunited with them is to compete on a reality TV show. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and you have to win the tv show to cross the wall and see your family um and the tv show is kind of like since it's a platformer it's kind of like american ninja warrior but like the stuff is way more fucked up like one of the super early puzzles is you have to like 
let a bunch of people out and run onto these spikes in the floor so that you could walk over their corpses without getting shish kebabbed. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and so it's stuff like that. Um, and it's like, it's interesting. They say that their influence is like Orwell's uh, 1984 and stuff like that. And so it's very much about like surveillance and dystopia and, you know, like what entertainment we take from other people's suffering and that kind of thing. Um, I definitely struggled with it a little bit because I'm super not great at platformers. Um, and also I played a pretty early version of it. So I think some of the stuff was not quite as, um, polished yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're into platformers and like kind of cheeky dystopian shit, I think this would definitely be your vibe. Um, is it, it sounds pretty deep. Does it hit like a lot of like deep shit in the middle? Or is it just like cheeky the whole time? Um, it definitely tries to hit at um some deep shit. I'm not done with it yet, so I don't know how successful it is at the end, but I think so far it's hitting a pretty decent balance. Mm, okay. It definitely That's leans so heavier cool. into cheeky, I would say though. Like it's definitely meant to be like a parody. Nice. I like that. <laughs> Nice. And where can people get this game? Uh, so you can get it on Steam. I believe that is the only place it's available right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you, Caitlin. That sounds like a really fun game. What is your next one, BP? Uh, so my next one is, is a game a lot of people have played, but, like, I wanted to make sure that we had some time to talk about it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, only because, like, I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, I played it through my trip to Boston and back. Uh-huh. So it's What the Golf, mm-hmm. and it's made by Triband, and it's really fun I thought I wasn't going to like it because, like, a lot of games are, like, wait. I like silly games, but if it's, like, too silly, like, I get kind of, like, annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. We'll figure that out in therapy one day. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So I wasn't really expecting much. Like, I heard that it was a very silly game. And, like, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened. And, like, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to like it. But you basically navigate as, like, a little golf ball, and Uh you're going through, like, a lab, and you're playing all these, like, little mini-games, and each mini-game, like, you think it's golf, but, like, you're either throwing yourself as a person, and you have to hit the flag, or you're throwing (laughs) yourself as a cat, and you have to, like, hit other cats before (laughs) you hit the flag. Um, it's, it's a whole bunch of, like, shit all put together. It's a very chaotic game, and I thought it was super funny. Um, it was a really good game to play on the plane, especially with, like, this was, like, before the pandemic got super, super serious. But, like, there was still, like, some levels of, like, you know, very, like, hmm, where did I get this? And also, just the plane was so packed and so busy and full, like, I couldn't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So having this game with me was very useful and I'm very thankful for it because I think if I didn't have this game, I would definitely go crazy in that plane. Um, I'm but, very glad that you had it then. <laughs> yeah, me me too. I'm very <laughs> happy. But um, 
What the Golf, I definitely recommend if you just, like, want something to play, like, as you're waiting. Or even just, like, a good, like, brain stretch for a little bit from, like, everything that's going on. Um, I know this game is available on um, Apple Arcade, because that's where I played it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nintendo Switch, I think it's also on there, and on PC. Oh, yeah. And for how much it is, I think it varies for, like, whatever you're trying to use. Yeah, that makes sense. I bet Apple Arcade's probably the cheapest way to go on that still, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not sponsored sure. by them, just so y'all know. I it's... just really love Apple Arcade. It's Machi's so good. just having a good time. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, that's my game. What do you have next, Caitlin? Um, okay, so my next game is one that y'all have probably heard of, at least in passing. Um, it is called World of Horror. Mm-hmm. Um... It Monty and I actually, I think we touched, we maybe touched on it briefly during our PAX West episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Monty and I saw a demo for it last year at PAX West. Um, and it is, one person developed it, which is wild because, like, the art and stuff is so detailed. Yeah. Uh, but, so, Panstas, I don't know if I'm saying that right, they are the developer and it is um a Junji Ito slash HP Lovecraft cosmic horror game. Um, and so you play as a person who is uh investigating the mysteries that are starting to crop up in this town, and all of them have these weird, like eldritch um kind of conceits to them. Like, there's one with, uh, something is going on with all the fishermen, and they're being weird and creepy, and they're, like, fishing gross shit out of the sea. Um, and then there's also, like, so you have, um, a main menu that shows, like, the town and then a lighthouse, and, um, you can't get into the lighthouse until you get five keys, um, so you have to play through these mysteries and every time you successfully get through one, you get a key. Um, and it ends up being kind of like a roguelite because like you have runs. Um, like I've only gotten into the lighthouse once. Um, and I've played it a few times, but it's cause I died or I fucked up during some of the mysteries. So I had to start over. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the part where like, I liked this game a lot for a lot of reasons, but I think the actual process of playing it is not ideal. Um, Just because, like, yeah, you have these mysteries. And the first one that it recommends to play, if you haven't played any of it before, I think actually does a really bad job of setting up what the rest of the game is. Um, So I actually don't recommend doing it. I would recommend waiting to do that one. Um, but to, like, the combat stuff is kind of obtuse. Um, it, it, it's, yeah, like, like, the process of getting through and solving the mysteries is kind of fun, but, um, it definitely kind of has problems with, like, wanting to tell a bigger story while also telling these little stories, and the little stories, like, don't connect as well as they should. Um. That said, I think it's still really fun, especially if you like, like, light horror stuff and you like the Junji Ito style stuff. Um, especially because, like, even though this dude, the dude who made it is white, um, 
but he did like a surprisingly really good job with both the eldritch horror and the japanese like inspiration um so kudos to him for that but yeah i think it's still worth the time and it's probably like gonna because it's in early access right now so it's probably gonna like be different down the road um so i'm definitely intrigued to see if there's like quality of life improvements with it as it kind of has more time to develop but i definitely think it's fun and worthwhile especially if you like junji ito or like just horror shit generally no i agree i remember when we were pax west and you were playing it like i was like this game looks fun but what i play it's too spooky so that's why i watched you and it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I really like that art style. Um, the little stories that were, like, told while, like, I watched you play it mm-hmm. were really cool, too. And then yeah. I saw Arm. I, like, saw an arm, and I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I really wish, <laughs> I really kind of wish that they had just stuck to, like, making it, like, just a little anthology of creepy stories. Um, oh, that would have been sick. Yeah, I think that would have played a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But, um, But I do think it's really good, and, like... Um, it's not too spooky. Like, it's definitely, like, creepy and kind of gross at times, and definitely, like, big content warning for, like, body horror stuff, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of really gross shit. Like, especially the eel one is, like, I hate eels anyway, but the eel one is fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so just know that a lot of them are really fucking gross. Uh, but... Yeah, if you're into that kind of shit, I think it's worth the time. Sounds like a fun, nasty time. We <laughs> <laughs> mm. cut love a fun, nasty time. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to quote tweet that in a bit. Um, Literally, we're like the least horny people on the site, too. Oh, God, yeah. Jesus. Um, <laughs> which is... A surprise in itself. But it really is. We can get into uppercut lore later. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, cool. That's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool game. I, the art style really, like, fucks, but will I play it? No, because I'm not really good with spooky shit. Yeah, um, like, it's definitely, like, not spooky to your level, but with me, like, I can't touch that shit because then I can't, like, leave... I can't get out of my bed by myself without, like, having my roommate come and get me because I'm too scared to leave. Um, That's fair. It's definitely, (laughs) like, it definitely wants to play with certain things that are, like, very scary to some people, too. So, like, if you have a problem with, like, body horror or cosmic horror or, like, people just, like, not being dead when they're supposed to, um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. So for my last game, I wanted to touch on a game that's like a game that we really haven't talked about before. A lot of the indie games that we play are very story heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, This one is very mindless game. It kind of reminds me of like What the Golf, where there's like a lot of levels. Each one is very different. Um, So this one is called Super Mega Mini Party. Um, also an Apple Arcade. Uh, please sponsor me. I'm very good. Um, the developer and publisher are Red Games Co. And so 
there's two ways to play this game. Um, basically, it's all just like a bunch of bunch of mini games. Um, I only played the solo games. There is a party mode, which I haven't touched because no one else wanted to play it. But uh, <laughs> solo. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this reason sounds so sad. Um, the solo part actually has 10 mini games that you can play, and they're all super fun. I'm actually going to pull it up now and kind of just like name off the ones that I really enjoyed. So I thought it was going to be like some weird like guacamole-ass game because <laughs> you see like a like Nacho Libre, like Nacho Libre, a Lucha Libre. Nacho Libre is the fucking Jack Black Black movie. movie. (laughs) Why am I thinking about it? Because I was like, dude, like that movie was very popular when we were kids. Dude, it's so good. I remember two scenes from that movie that just go into my brain and I'll just think about it randomly. First scene is when he's writing a letter to like the the lady that he really loves, uh-huh. and he's like he writes like the X's and O's, and he has some in caps, like in capitals. He's like <laughs> little kiss, big kiss, big hug, little kiss. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then another scene of the movie is like his friend in the movie. He's like, I got a lotes. And, like, Jack Black just smacks down the elote because he's, like, mad. And I'm just like, dude, that looks like a perfectly good elote. Why would you do that? <laughs> anyway. Body's like, not the elote. <laughs> like, how could you? Um, back to Super Mega Mini Party. You see a, like, uh, Lucha Libre dude um on the screen so i thought it was gonna be like a guacamole-esque game or like i'm just running and like jumping and like hitting stuff and that's it mm-hmm. but no i'm pleasantly surprised that it's just like a shit ton of mini games each one like it's not like the same like oh you only press one button to like jump or something they're all different um there's like a little shooter there's like um time sensitive games also it's really cool so i know the solo one has just 10 games on there and i'm not sure if they're gonna update or like change or exchange them later in the future this game came out in 2019 um but the ones that i really liked were lava leap where you're like on a pogo stick Mm -hmm. and like you have to like jump from rock to rock um because as like the current rock that you're on it's like slowly melting away so you have to get on another rock um, to keep surviving. And it just counts, like, the, the seconds that you're on, and that's how, like, your high score goes. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I liked, which uh, seemed a little problematic, was called Spruce Lee. Oh. And you can imagine the tones on that one, but, like, basically you're just kind of, like, because it's a spruce, um, you're just cutting down, like, chopping down trees. Oh. But, like, you're kicking them down. And it was really cool. Like, you have to kick them down in, like, a certain motion. So, like, if it says left, you swipe left. If it says right, you swipe right. And it's, like, really quick. It's really cool. Um, So those are my two favorites. I'm going to try to touch on the party mode. I'm too scared. I don't know if it's, like, multiplayer with, like, other people. I don't want to find out because I'm scared of strangers. But we'll see. Uh... (laughs) But Monty, yeah, again, we can play it. I can get Apple Arcade. We can play it. Yeah, yeah. you want to have a super mega mini party date? 
Yeah, I do. That sounds fun. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really like fun. I have a lot of like this is like what I play on like my like transport to work and back. Uh-huh. Um, because it's just a whole bunch, and I'm just like a lot of it's just like one finger motions, and that's like really all I have free when I'm like holding on to like a train, like pull. Um, but yeah, I recommend that game, and it's very fun. And yeah, we'll see in our date how the party mode is. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so what's your last game? So my last game is uh another one that folks have probably heard at least a little bit about. It is called Murder by Numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, it is by Mediatonic, and it is published by the Irregular Corporation. Ooh. And so it's like, it definitely has very big Phoenix Wright vibes. Oh, uh, nice. It it looks like, it, it's not quite that style. It's a little bit more like, it, it does look like anime, but it's like more modern looking. Um, mm-hmm. it's set in the, I can't remember if it's set in the 80s or the 90s, but it definitely has like a very funky color palette it's very like pastel and bright um and the whole concept is you are this actress named honor who um works on a murder mystery tv show um she's like the sidekick and uh you like weirdly like this little robot named scout who's Mm -hmm. like a floating crt basically uh Mm -hmm. with like arms uh shows up and is basically like hey i woke up in a junkyard and i don't have any memories but i saw you on a billboard for this tv show so clearly you're a detective can you help me and honor's like i'm not a real detective um and then you honor just got fired from her job on the show like really unexpectedly for no apparent reason and uh the producer who fired her is her friend so it's like very upsetting for her um and then as she's going to her car to leave uh he is murdered and oh my god so you then have to solve his murder um because this grumpy detective shows up and starts like blaming everybody and shit um and so then uh, Monty, are you familiar with Picross? Yes, I am. Okay, cool, because I was not. So, it's a Picross game. Nice. Yeah, the this was my first Picross game ever. Um, and so... How'd you feel about it? I like it. Um, it's... Yeah. It's hard, but, like, I dig it. it it's easier than Sudoku, even though it has that same vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am enjoying it. I even... Uh, everyone should be proud of me i'm playing it on normal mode not the easy mode um proud of you i wouldn't even do that (laughs) um there's like it has a lot of good like hint systems um that help out it's weird though because you have like a score and you have like a detective rank and so if you use the hints it like hurts your detective rank but Mm -hmm. whatever um, but so basically you use Scout to, like, scan stuff in the environment, but because Scout's, um, internal processors are all fucked up and they don't have, like, memories anymore, um, they don't recognize objects, so you have to do the puzzles to have them, like, get a clear picture of what something is. 
Um, like, when they first meet, Honor's looking for her car keys, and so Scout, like, does a scan, and after you solve the Picross puzzle, um, it turns out it's a fucking tampon. Oh my god. Yeah, and so the whole point is, like, as you go on, Scout is, like, learning more, and, um, as you start to, uh, get through, like, key plot points, um, he starts to get memories back. Mm-hmm. Um... And so it just is kind of following this story of the two of them trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, um, and Scout trying to get his memories back, um, and it's good. I think my only real, like, critique of it is that, um, you've played the Ace Attorney games, right? Yeah. So you know how those are, like, very silly and over the top, but also still kind of convey the drama of, like, a murder case? Mm Mm-hmm. This wants to do that, but I feel like it doesn't land the serious part of it as much. Like, do you think they're trying to, like, focus on being too silly or, like, yeah. they're just not doing good enough? Like, it feels like it's very, like, the tone just kind of feels off. Like, Honor makes a big deal about, like, how Blake, the producer, is, like, a really good friend of hers and all this stuff. And there's, like, very serious plot beats happening. Mm-hmm. But the tone and the jokes and the way that people talk and interact all kind of feel really light, considering <laughs> that, like, someone who was close to your main character um, got bludgeoned to death. Yeah. Um, And I think it's actually largely because of Scout, because Scout is, like, played as very naive and sweet and cute and funny, which mm-hmm. I like in a vacuum, but in this context, they lean on it, I think, a little bit too hard. Mm, yeah. Yeah, um, okay. That said, it's still very fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm on the second case right now. Um I like the yeah, Picross. This sounds really fun. Yeah, I dig it. Um I think the art is dope. I think the music is dope. Um yeah, aside from like the little tone issues I have, like so far I really, really like it. Mm, nice. I think I'm gonna try and play it because I'm looking at it now and I'm like Really, like, liking this art style. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's good. I I haven't finished it, so disclaimer on that, but so far I've really enjoyed my time with it. Mm-hmm. Might get on the train and we can talk about it more later. Yeah. On our date. On, on our, our date? Super, <laughs> on our mini party date, yeah. <laughs> uh, but cool. Yeah, dude, we, like, played some really, like, like, top tier fuck games like they're really good <laughs> fuck games <laughs> like yeah no this like i'm looking at my list and like i'm really happy with like the games that i played all on mobile they're all really fun i still play them like it's it's really yeah it's nice yeah oh speaking of this uh you can get uh murder by numbers on pc and switch i don't know if it's on other platforms but i know those two for sure nice I will link. nice um, but yeah, we had some good games this month. Yeah, some juicy, juicy games. I wonder what we're going to play next month with all the delays happening and all that funky, crazy stuff, but... Who could say? I'm sure we'll rack out another list of really top-tier fuck games, you know? hmm Yeah, that wraps up this month's playlist here on Indie Mixtape. Caitlin, where can people best reach you? Uh, you can find me on twitter.com at cg and 8 arts. Nice. And you can follow me over at Fried Monty on Instagram and Twitter. 
Indie Mixtape is a product by Uppercut, where you can find all social media under Uppercut Crypt. If you'd like to chat with us and friends, make sure you join our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review us. It helps out tons, and we appreciate it so much. And now I'm going to name off our awesome producers over at our Patreon, where we have exclusive shows and also just more juicy content. Let's see. So our producers for the time of the show are Abnormal Mapping, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Andrew Rivera, Brendan Clark, Chris Nelson, Colton Crow, DJ Kento, Eli Bergmas, Ginny Wu, Cam Koenig, Matthew Flowers, Mikey Phillips, Numer Osman El Amin, Philip Viller, Quinn Hoffman, and Sean Martin. Thank you. Woo, thank you so much. We appreciate it. You guys are helping us do amazing work. And at this time, it's definitely needed. Uh, but yeah. 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 If you want us to read your name at the end of our shows. and Yeah, also I can get hear it in my cool, sexy voice. Yeah. Uh, and also <laughs> uh, get other cool benefits. You should go to patreon.com slash uppercut crit and throw a little bit of money our way. Yeah, that's it for this month's show. We'll come back with a awesome list next month. Oh yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Warning, the following promo contains Pokemon-based improv. Benary, finish it with a double kick! You've defeated me, Lord of Psychic Types, King Photon. King Photon, I knew it was you. You appeared in a shimmer of light in my bedroom to challenge me to a Pokemon gym battle. Say it's alright, but hey, I've beaten you now, and your silly Abra. Give me a gym badge. A gym badge? From King Photon? I can grant you anything. A wish? What's your wish? I'll tell you. A Pokemon roleplay podcast. Well, that's not my wish. It I... is now. Okay. Plug it in. Welcome to Critical Ditto, a tabletop roleplaying podcast set in the world of Pokemon, focused on collaborative storytelling and improv. Is it a game? Yes, a roleplaying game with dice and voices. I kind of would prefer a gym badge, if I'm honest. Well, I don't have any. Well, get the hell out of my room! Photon away! You're still here! Abra, help me, help me, please! Abra... You're still here! Opera's gone! Uh, Oh, can I listen to the podcast? Search for Critical Ditto wherever you get your podcasts if you want a bit more of whatever that was.